0: You left off with you having finally gotten to see Aira and then you were supposed to spend a few days being out and about in the city? Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, which you didn't have a lot of focus you wanted to put on that. So do you just want to paint that picture for me? Like, what does what does being of being visible but not being like, you're not outgoing and giving interviews or speeches or whatever but you are Making yourself visible for the press in a weird way. Does that make sense?
1: Mm -hmm. What is that like? So just
0: tell me a little bit what that's like and then I think we can Get on to the day of the ball
2: Sure, so I think What it looks like for Juniper to be making herself visible for the press is just a lot of general interaction um with her people uh just in kind of casual places you know she's getting coffee from the local coffee shops and Mm -hmm. eating at some of the nice-ish restaurants (laughs) and um making appearances at local theater you know stuff like that um Mm -hmm. and I think that I don't know she doesn't entirely hate it just because she gets to interact with people who aren't loyalty <laughs> like because she does really yeah. love connecting with people i mean i can't imagine there's a lot of like deep connection going on but like and mm-hmm. there's definitely something icky about it for sure but there is something to be said about not being at her father's estate or <laughs> you know right with the emperor yes. and Exhausting crap like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Here's a follow up question. I-, I assume you spend you spend most of your time in the presence of Master Vizier because he has to be there, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. But who
0: else do you spend time with?
2: Um. Yeah. I'd imagine my mom's around. Um. I definitely wanna take Solomon with me as much as I can to. Mm-hmm. Show him the sights, show him some of my favorite spots, and he's just a good presence. Like yeah. it's just it's nice to have him around because he's he's just a nice kid. <laughs> he's not some corrupted politician, um, mm-hmm. uh, and definitely Rosewood. Like when he's around and up for it, I can't imagine he would love spending a ton of time around a ton of people who are looking at us. <laughs>
0: No, no, he, <laughs> I think he will do it once or twice for you. And then the mm-hmm. third time he's like, I, I can't, I, I cannot do that. again."
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, That's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I bet your mom really wants to be around.
2: Yeah. I think, I think we established before that. Like I, I don't have as much beef with my mom. Like I actively asked for her help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, There's tension there, but. You know she's my mom (laughs) it's kind of nice to spend some time with her
0: speaking of that tension though (laughs) uh, and what you asked of her um (laughs) how goes the escape plan because if my memory serves the escape plan was we need the chimera and then that was the end of the plan um (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean, broad, broader, more broadly speaking, it's get all the people I care about about off the planet, drop Rosewood and Solomon off on Tristful. Go to the planet that's attached to the 11th jump gate and blow the jump gate up, but be able to come home because you have a portable jump gate in the mech?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right. pretty chill. Okay. Um, I think another part yes. of that plan... Didn't I talk to Vizier about helping me get the Chimera? Yeah. Like, did, I think I asked him to help me... Yes. ...acquire he, access to it. To the Chimera, yes.
0: Because mm-hmm. he he met Aira as well. Um, yeah. So, are you involved with the... I guess my question is are you involved with the, the quote unquote plan or have you passed off planning responsibility onto other people?
2: Um, I mean, I'd, I'd imagine I'm definitely relying on other people to, uh, to an extent, just because like I have to spend so much time in the public, like eyes are always on me. Like I think it would be kind of difficult to formulate a (laughs) an escape plan without amount of attention Mm -hmm. um but i i think i still am involved um where (laughs) where is the chimera like how accessible is it like is this something that we figure out through um you know Looking around, think, getting information in various ways. I
0: think Rosewood is the one who figures out where the Chimera is. Mm-hmm. Just because he has the most contact with your father. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chimera is basically like basically no everybody's like, Yeah, that's Juniper's ship. Which your father has and is your father has like a bay of ships. Like he has a personal mm-hmm. shuttle. I bet you he has, like, the equivalent of whatever a Starfighter sports car is. Um, (laughs) Something very fast and very shiny. Uh, And he probably keeps, like, a a, a stable of vessels just as functional. Like, so I think he just... It's just in the equivalent of the garage, but the garage (laughs) is in the center of the city where the other bays for giant ships are right it's not at the estate right right like what you do is if you're traveling to one of your ships you get into a little gondola you get taken to your ship and then like it's not a big deal so it's it's in quote-unquote plain sight so to speak
2: okay okay yeah then i would imagine i would imagine i'm probably kind of relying on vissier to get the ship for me because he -hmm. he kind of has a name for himself in the city people know or at least some people probably understand that he works for my parents
0: yeah
2: Um, he's got a level of trust that like probably rosewood doesn't have and solomon doesn't have um and the people who i brought with me might not have uh
0: i think the challenge is the, the 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 part of, of this that's very difficult, at least, is he has to be with you. Right. And the only time he can't, he isn't going to be with you in the near future is during the ball.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's, that's what I was thinking next. Um, mm-hmm. I think that this is probably going to go down at the ball, mm-hmm. or at least my plan is, because... Um, because I mean, I I am going to be in plain sight and pretty much like a, like a lot of the important people are going to be there. So I'm kind of figuring that he might be able to sneak off, maybe get the ship, yes. maybe pick me up. <laughs> I
0: think he and Rosewood plan to go get the ship during the ball because they can slip away.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Nobody Nobody gives a shit about the backwater preacher and... <laughs> And a, a tutor who hasn't taught in five years, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but um, they will is... care about you and they will care about Solomon because Solomon is now a blackbird. Right. Which means there will be, there will be families with children ages starting out, like, cause he's like 17, right? Like and I think, how long do you think the courting process is? Five years, six years?
2: Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
0: So there are going to be people from like, there will they will bring suitable aged people from who are a few years younger or older than Solomon. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that's like this is the first shot at the next blackbird in in line, right? Like
2: hmm. makes sense
0: if you weren't planning on blowing things up and running away from the nobles perspective it's like okay well juniper's getting married but she went off and adopted a child that counts um <laughs> like say what you will about the new empire which you can say a lot uh i i think they they respect adoption as like that is a completely viable form of succession as bullshit as succession is, which is, you know, stumbling from God, stumbling from one problem to the, to the next, you know?
2: Yeah. They've got that going for them.
0: Right. Right. Like they're cool (laughs) with like, like you can be a noble who's LGBT and adopt a child that is absolutely your full heir, which is great. Yeah. We'll just gloss over the fact
2: that they're still using airs. Um, (laughs) And whipping people. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think think Solomon is not fully prepared. Like, I don't think it matters how many times your mom or you tell him, hey, so you're going to be, like, hit on in a way you've never been hit on. (laughs) and you gotta be like polite and you can't you can't like you can't go for any of it either right like you can't
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like there will be a girl who will come up to you and you're 17 and she is going to do have been told to do everything possible to seduce you and you cannot give into it even if you actually both start liking each other you're going to have to wait like
2: three years (laughs) (laughs) oh poor solomon um yeah. i assume that Aira's is not going to be at the ball actually or is she oh i guess she is like a kind of an important thing in their eyes that she I brought. and the
0: she and the mech are being brought as entertainment gross most of the nobles haven't gotten to see it and certainly not up close
2: mm-hmm okay
0: so they'll be demonstrating certain things. Yikes. Like, yeah, yeah. No, they're, like this is a really going to be a massive space. So they'll have like the mech kneeling and her next to it. And they'll probably be like velvet roped off and nobles can come up close and talk to her uh, and mm. see how how she responds. And I'm sure that they've managed to figure out how to open the cockpit of the mech. And at least show that off, right? Like they're, you know.
2: Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, so she'll she'll be there. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, and she'll be dangerously close to the mech. But I mean, the downside of them not believing she's a sentient person who's far more than capable and capable of getting into a war machine that they're also just that they can't use that they're just (laughs) leaving next to her is that you know she could kind of just kill them all if she wanted
2: yeah and she could potentially like like pick me up with like if she flew the mech and bring me to the ship that we are stealing back Right, I think that
0: that's like the formulation of the plan, right? Is that like, in their hubris, they're going to leave your method of escape wide open, right? Right. As long as there's like a ship to actually pick you guys up. You know.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, all you have to do is get into that mech hand. You and Solomon just have to get to that mech hand, and she will take you, she will happily take you far away. (laughs)
2: cool what could go wrong
0: lots of things um
2: <laughs> i know that was sarcastic i see the evil no, smile on your face
0: yeah no it's, it's good you know but <laughs> you know they they the audience can't see my smile so i have to be honest
2: true <laughs> <laughs> have to use our words
0: yep um but i think the ball is here before you know it you know hmm and I think we can pick up like in your bedroom
1: mm-hmm. and
0: there's like a big uh oh what's the word like the they unfold it's so you can dress behind it but like other people can be in the room like what's the word for that um like they are
2: oh I know what you're talking about like, they,
0: they unfold they're like paneled yep it's not a curtain I'm... um <laughs>
2: I also do not know what that is called. Like a divider? Like a, no.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a, um, it's like a, it's, it's like a room divider or a, or an accordion screen. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Those, that's kind (laughs) of the right word. I looked that up. Good. Thank you, Google. People
2: will get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, so anyways, the, there's one of those up and I think you're being dressed by some servants and with your mother's guidance and your master, Vizier, he's, he's on the other side of the screen, probably just lounging, right? hmm um, like he doesn't care about this. This has happened a million times. Uh, nothing new <laughs> for him. hmm And your mother is, yeah, so she is helping and she says... Uh, so I have final word on which of your suitors is going to be there.
2: All right. Let's hear it. Uh,
0: Lady Wisteria Coast. Uh, she's 23 okay. now. Uh, Lord Owl Rushes. Uh, I, think, I think he's still 29. Um, but just as handsome as ever. It's actually quite a wonder uh, that he hasn't yeah. been snapped up. And, um, and Sire Clove Rose, uh, they... Um, oh. I actually got word from them. They they were uh, quite excited to hear about the the mech.
2: Um, mm. I,
0: I remember you two being rather friendly.
2: Um, yeah, I, they were a friend of mine. It'll, it'll uh, be nice to see their face, at least.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but they, uh, they'll present, like... Like when we hosted smaller smaller get-togethers, I suppose. The Emperor will have the first dance, of course, um, with you. And, and then you're free to ming- mingle with them, other people, uh, but please focus on them tonight.
2: I'll play along.
0: Juniper, when are you going to realize that this is this is just your life. You can't run away from this.
2: Mom, you know you know me, and you know that I am not someone who's going to settle. I never have been. When are you going to realize that? When are you going to be on my side?
0: What does being on your side mean? I... <laughs> We've given you everything, everything, juniper.
2: Listen, it's not i I know I grew up in a in a privileged situation, but i've I've seen a lot and i've I've realized that it's not what I want. i I realize there's other ways of thinking other ways of being. And being on my side means coming coming with me and supporting me on who I'm becoming and who I want to be and where I want to be and who I want to be with. That's, that's what parents do.
0: Parents protect their children.
2: They let their children grow up and move on and become better people you
0: you're in charge of research you you're going to have a wonderful partner and you already have a wonderful child i what could you be missing
2: i can't be complicit in this, in this system that we've, (laughs) that we've created that's hurting people. And what I'm missing is freedom and love and excitement and passion. This, this isn't a life where I'm going to find those things. And it's not a life where I'm going to be able to help others in the way that I do best and The way that's best for people. (laughs) It's nice on paper, Mom, but I want to do real good. And to do that, I believe that I need to leave here.
0: How? How are you going to leave?
2: I guess we'll see see. We'll see.
0: I think she pats your dress and steps back. I... You look lovely, at least.
2: Thanks, Mom. So do you. Hey, no matter what happens, I love you, okay?
0: I love you, too. um... Just... I don't want to see somebody shoot you.
2: I'll be safe. And frankly, I've been through a lot worse already. I can handle myself. Don't tell your mother that. (laughs) Fair enough.
0: All right. Well, I'll see you there. Vizier is going to take you down.
2: All right. I'll see you there.
0: I think she kind of hurries out. What does Juniper look like?
2: Um, so Juniper is wearing a really elegant, beautiful, um, long kind of slim fitting like or like not tight fitting yeah I guess slim fitting uh gown that's Mm -hmm. um made of like silk kind of like a really like light elegant material um Mm -hmm. and uh there's like a little there's like a small like kind of cape like thing that goes down her back, um, off of the mm-hmm. dress. Uh, and it's kind of translucent. It's like a, kind of a lighter blue. Um, mm-hmm. and it kind of, it's, it's a very like, it's a very elegant look.
0: I think Vizier comes and offers his arm. I think he's wearing dark black robes, uh, that are like studded with like when they move they, they reflect stars in a way. Well, um, the boat's waiting. Are you ready?
2: Hmm. <laughs> I guess I am. And
0: your, your bag is packed where I can find it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just there in the back of my closet.
0: Okay. And is Solomon prepared as well?
2: Yeah, I've, uh, I've given him a I've given him an idea of what's going to happen.
0: Okay. And he leads you down to a boat and it starts heading out into, across your, your family estate's lake and into the canals of the capital city. And he runs over the plan again. Once the dancing starts. Rosewood and I will disappear. We'll collect everything you all need. We'll go get the ship. There'll be only a really brief opportunity. We'll hover above everything. And the three or four of you, if you can manage to convince your mother, will join us in the air, you said? Yeah. You said you've mm. done a maneuver like this before?
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. All right. Thank you all again right. for everything for trusting me.
0: How could I not?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um All right, should we go?
0: Yes. I think... I think Solomon joins you in the boat. Wonder what he's wearing. Hmm. You know what? I think... I think actually he's in a boat with your father. That's before you and Viziers. Okay. Um, and I think he's wearing essentially a copy of what your father is. Um, which is... A, it's a military uniform. It's... Hmm. It's a dress military uniform. You even think it might be your father's from when he was young just been adjusted for Solomon's sizes.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing for me to see. <laughs> yeah,
0: weird, weird, weird for um, someone you care about to suddenly walk out in a fascist military regalia?
2: Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit, especially yeah. uh, my child. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
0: nope for sure yeah so i I bet it's a pretty quiet boat ride
2: yeah yep for sure
0: so you you follow the canals down until and all the canals kind of center around the palace the imperial palace estate right Mm -hmm. and you're dropped off uh there's a valet for all the gondolas and boats, you know. You know. And mm. you walk into the courtyard uh, palace, which is lit up by a million night lanterns. And all of that orange light is reflecting off of the the blue gemstone palace, which is casting this wave-like water, uh, water-like blue and orange glow on everything. And it's, it hits that sweet spot and being well lit enough that everyone can see everything clearly well, but not so well lit that it's bright or uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, there's other, there are smaller little uh, orange lanterns hovering around here, there, everywhere. And there's gentle, live music, food like you probably haven't seen in a year, almost. And there's lots of people I'm sure you recognize because you've met them, or they're colleagues of your father, or they're just nobles of certain stature that are, you know, you, you recognize them, they're not, you don't know them or anything. Uh, but there is a high table set out, and the emperor's already there, your mother's already there. Your father and Solomon start heading up, and Vizier kind of like gestures for you to go. Like he, he's not invited, um, <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. one thing you do notice is that there that you know something that I'm, I I should have pointed out a little earlier, maybe just to make overt is if this was the corporate alliance, there would be no people serving, like there wouldn't be waiters, mm. um, there wouldn't be that sort of thing. They would have robots do it. You know? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: There is a status associated with having people serve you. Sure. You know? Like, in this culture, like, I'm sure they're paid well. I'm sure they're treated well, by and large. But there is something about that. And you know, for the corporate alliance, you could say something to the effect of like, "Well, they'd rather automate everything because it's cheaper and efficient, and they don't want to pay people, and so lots of people live off yeah. gig economy and in poverty." So, yeah.
1: yeah, you know,
0: like, I don't want to, I don't want to go and go over and say that the corporate alliance has it right here. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. maybe the empire also has it wrong, you know. Um,
2: Everyone is wrong.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep, um, uh, I think will might have it right. Um, <laughs> just, you know, local government that everybody knows that they elected personally.
2: I miss them.
0: I know, right? I'm pretty sure that Sheriff Delilah Flint literally got elected in the equivalent of, like, a gymnasium. Like, I think everybody in town, like, <laughs> raised their hand for her. Like, that sort of democracy, like... Small, small-scale democracy. Um, anyways, politics. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Ooh.
0: so yeah, you are invited to sit at the emperor's right hand.
1: Hmm. Yep. And again, I... he
0: hasn't—he hasn't changed out of that perfect white thing. Like, like there's a certain like air of like I'm trying to give off the air of simplicity, you know, kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Because I think the fashion here is, people who present masculine traits mainly, uh, who who like to dress in a masculine sense, uh, lean really militaristic. Um, Hmm. They'll, if they don't have uniforms of their own, their fashion is modeled after uh, the military. So it's lots of big button jackets and shoulder pads and medals if you have them you know sashes mm-hmm. and if you're too young to have really been in the military or you never really were it's similar look just a little bit more uh, a little subdued because you are not to up outdo those who have served certainly uh, and so you're flashy in other ways and uh, for people who express much more feminine uh, flowing I think some people have like some people have animated dresses. Like, like if they stand still, their dress, and there's no wind, their dress still moves <laughs> like they're underwater. You know? Nice. Mm-hmm. When it's done really well, it looks really good. I think there's a couple people who have just taken it a little too far. It's really gaudy. Like, I think yeah. there's a way to do it not tastefully. Uh, and there are a few people, not many people can afford these clothes. The high-end clothing from Rennick... That has built-in lighting is also really big, you know. That's cool. Because because the there's there's one shop that they get it from, which you've seen now, and I think they can. That shop literally makes like three dresses a year, or three suits. You know, like that's that's all we can really make because it's so hard to get fucking supplies out here. But we're mm-hmm. the only ones who make it like this and make it like this good. So, right. <laughs> If you're one of the people, the three people who got, uh, like, that piece this year, you are getting, like... They get attention.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I I wonder, how do you feel seeing that? Having... Like, I I wonder, how do you feel having seen where those garments actually come from? And seeing how those people live right next to a forest that will... That daily tries to kill them. You know?
2: Yeah... I'd imagine I'm a little triggered from that. I mean, my experience yeah. on Rennick was fairly traumatic. Um, uh, yep. And I probably associate that clothing with that experience. Um, and also just, you know, it doesn't just feel icky because of my own experiences, but just, like, thinking of the actual people who live there. And, you know, those people were really kind to me on Rennick. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they really did help me out a lot. Um they lived pretty humbly. They're in constant danger, but they're still like, I don't know. They were like good people, and they still and, so like, and
0: they still manage to make something so beautiful.
2: Yeah, and like the fact that it's just like a fashion statement for these rich people is kind mm-hmm. of gross. Like they like they don't really right. think of, you know, where it's coming from and the people who are making it. It's just like it's a status symbol, is what it is.
0: Right. Right
2: it's almost like, yeah. like I, I like i don't know if this is exactly what it is but it almost feels a little bit like cultural appropriation like like i mean yeah just... because
0: they wear lights in their clothing because their planet doesn't have a daytime you know right
2: right it's like a necessity whereas these people are just like oh look how cool i look, look at, at my how much evening money i column. have <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs>
0: Yeah. Also, to be fair, these people will probably wear it once or twice. (sighs) Yep. Sorry. Sorry, these are (laughs) not good people. Um, But you're sitting with the emperor.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Hooray.
0: Hooray. I think he, he gestures for you to sit, and good to see you, little
2: blackbird. Good to see you, too.
0: <laughs> How do you like the evening so far, from what you've seen? I, I hope it's to your liking. It's all for you.
2: Um. Yeah, it's, a, uh, it's very beautiful. Um. She's like definitely struggling. I feel like she is just so close to the end of her line with like Mm
1: -hmm. playing
2: along with this whole thing. Like, she is so tired. (laughs) Like, she is not in the mood to like flatter this asshole. (laughs) Right. (laughs) With how good his party is.
0: I think you are luckily cut off by the sound of engines as a pair of ships, uh, because this is open air fly overhead and attached to cables is your mech and they gently uh, like set it down in a kneeling position in the center of the of the of, of the event and Then like the cables detach and it like goes off and the Emperor stands up and like claps his hands all pleased And at the same time entering from I don't know, maybe let's say the left uh, you see a couple of researchers who you recognize from a couple days ago when you visited the, your father's academy, guiding Aira over to stand next to the mech. I think she is wearing another clean, simple white dress. Like, I think there's something Greco-Roman about it. Hmm. And I think she has some gold bangles and earrings and that sort of thing. And she's barefoot and I think they have her take a kneeling position to mirror the mech, which is an oddly strong position, because there's something knight-like about it, like Hmm. like maybe, maybe I don't know, I think it's purely for aesthetic purposes, which is a shitty reason to do anything demeaning, of course for sure but I don't think they're intending to demean her again, they don't think she's a person, so they don't think they can so for them it's entirely a just like and here are the mechanical things but I think as she kneels she makes eye contact with you and there is something if I were to frame the scene I think I would frame it in a sense where she is very resistant to the whole kneeling thing until she makes eye contact with you and can almost say nope I am kneeling for my, my noble. I'm her armor, her knight. I will kneel for that person. No one
2: mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's definitely like, man, just a lot of anger in Juniper's stomach and body and just everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she's I don't think she's got to hold out much longer with them. Um, nope. playing along nope. just like like seeing that and like feeling so powerless to get someone she loves out of that situation mm-hmm. is just so overwhelming.
0: Right. If you were to look down the table uh, the only other person who has a real reaction other than like, oh, this is kind of like a cool thing that showed up before this, the party starts is Solomon. Solomon has been shielded enough from this situation and your father has been kind enough and he's been getting all these cool things that he has been a little blind to this. And then I don't if, if I, I don't know exactly what it would be that would finally like tick it off for him, right? Maybe it's the kneeling. Maybe it's the mm-hmm. fact that everyone here has shoes but her. Maybe, maybe who knows what it is. But you can, you probably hear like a clink as like he's grabbed like the tablecloth and like shook the whole table. Um, mm. and he, Wait, like, am I
1: sitting by head, him?
0: No, he's near the end. He's near the okay, very okay. end. But I think his head snaps to you. Like he, he knows he's not stupid. He knows he can't shout at you right now. But you can tell that he's upset with you. And he wants an answer.
2: Yep. Um. Mm, Okay. Can I... My gosh, I want, like, so badly to, like, communicate telepathically. (laughs) But I don't think I could really do that, right? Unless he's asleep.
0: Mm, Yeah, unless he's asleep. Mm -hmm. and maybe sedating him at right now is not a good idea
2: (laughs) probably not probably not um so i think really all all juniper can really do is just is everyone like looking at me or can i kind of discreetly everybody's
0: staring at the mech the because you and i are now used to mechs uh you're used to Max. Solomon's used to mechs. Uh, they are, <sighs> I'm trying to think of an equivalent. Um, <sighs> shoot, what's a good, you know what, no. It'd be, it, it would be, it would be like if now, on some level, on some level, or no. It'd be like if you brought a modern airplane to 1911, or 1915, 1916. Like, right. like there are airplanes there mm-hmm. are mechanical, robotic, spacefaring, military wonders.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not the same. It's not the same thing, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we, but they they have one, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And now they're like, we can reverse engineer this. We are going to take over the Runa system, and it starts with this thing.
2: Yeah, so I think, I think I'm think going to kind of take advantage of the fact that everyone is so <laughs> mesmerized. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think I just try to mouth to Solomon, like, this is why. Like, because I've told him about the plan. Right, I'm like I'm, right. I'm like, I'm just trying to get the point across, like, this is why we're leaving. Like, 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 There is a reason, you know, we have to play along and we have to carry out this plan. Um, Because I know, like, he's probably kind of disappointed. Like, he had this great education and, like, all this fancy new stuff that my dad has been giving him. And so I think I'm just trying to get the point across as to, like, I do not agree with this either. I do not want this to be happening. Like, this is the reason that we're leaving.
0: Like, as subtle as I can. I think you see him nod, like... And I think maybe you he doesn't he doesn't mouth anything, but he like he looks away from you in that way that teenagers do, where they're still upset with you. Like I under like like that way. That's like I'm a big enough. I'm a, I am a I am grown enough. I am mature enough to understand that we're not gonna do this right now, and that like I get it, but I'm still mad. He's not yeah. mad about losing out on the education. Like I think the moment he saw his other mom, uh, being. Subjugated He got it Like he's like Oh fuck it I don't want I don't want to learn From these These fuckers No Good No thank you No What he's mad about Is that you didn't tell him mm. Like I think He was under the impression That something happened To Aira on Rennick That needed long term care Got it And now he's like Oh No They were holding her in prison Fuck that Right. And you knew, and you didn't tell me, and I'm mad about that. And I'm going to yell about it, at you about it later. But now, yep. because I'm also 17, and I'm not going to look at you, and I'm going to try not to cry. You know, like...
2: <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
0: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but I think eventually, like, everybody quiets down, the music starts up again, and I think the Emperor stands and offers his hand to you. Uh, to take you down to... Oh, no, 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 sorry. He sits back down. The music starts up again quite quietly. And your suitors need to come present themselves. Because that's what this is really about, right? Uh. This is your engagement party. Um, (laughs) Just nobody knows who the engaged is. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, uh... I think Lord Owl Rushes comes forward first. Uh... He is a perfect looking guy. Uh, Chiseled (laughs) jaw, excellent blonde hair, uh, tan skin. Fills out that military uniform just perfect. Like like it was, like the whole fashion style was made for him. (laughs) He does an elegant bow. My lady Blackbird, it is good to have you home. Happy to see you. I hope you honor me tonight. And he steps back. You're, you're expected to give a response of some kind mm-hmm. to, to, to these people?
2: I think I just kind of look at him and I'm like, yeah, um, I'm not yours, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, good to see you. <laughs> just so clearly uh, annoyed.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Sire Clove Rose comes next and they, they're very tall. Like, close to seven feet tall. Black-haired. I would describe them as of Asian descent. And everybody knows that Sire Rose is arguably the best pilot the New Empire has right now. Probably a, like, probably an ace, like, 30, 40 times over. Like, probably shot down 30 or 40 enemy ships. Uh, Mm. A lot of people talk about them a lot similar to the way they used to talk about your dad because he wasn't an ace pilot, but he was a master strategist. Like, not every noble is actually good at command, but they get handed (laughs) dreadnoughts and things. Sure. But your father had won many, many battles. Uh, So people talk about Rose in a similar way. They just give you a head nod, and all they say is, I'm glad you're well. And then... I'm not even sure they wait for a proper response.
2: Mm. Um, I think I'd just say, it's really good to see you again.
0: They nod. <laughs> and, and, and like, I, I think they om- they were like starting to back away and almost turned around before you said anything, but they, they smile a little. Mm-hmm. And Lady Wisteria Coast is last. Um, I think I'd describe her as being, being played by uh, the actress Zendaya. <laughs> Do <laughs> nice. you know her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's, oh, she in recently. Oh, she was in, she's Mary Jane and she's MJ in Sp- the new spider Man's Spider-Man.
2: I have not seen those, but I do know who you're talking about. Yeah.
0: She is, she, uh, okay, this is a complete tangent that I totally might edit out. Um, <laughs> the, the Peter Parker, MJ relationship in the newest Spider-Man is the cutest shit that's ever been. Like, <laughs> Like so cute, I I, I I died in the movie theater. Anyways, um, <laughs> back to the fascism. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, so she's her her brown hair is is done up in a really beautiful way, and she, I think she's in kind of like a semi gothic kind of look, like all black and lots of lace, which is kind of clashes with most people's style here, and I think she super does it on purpose. Uh, I think she just curtsies and, like, winks at you. And then is like... And then that that's it. Um, nice. Like, you're, you've always been pretty sure that she has had as little interest in this whole arranged marriage thing as you do. Like,
2: mm-hmm. you know. I think I just kind of, like, smile and nod in return. Like, there's, like, mm-hmm. an understanding of, like, okay, this is bullshit, but we're gonna... <laughs> We're going to do the thing (laughs) for now.
0: So they've stepped back, and with that, the emperor stands and offers his hand so that you and him can dance and the ball can begin. Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Lady Juniper Blackbird is performed by Natalie Wilcoxon. Simple World was developed by Avery Alder, and Fibrance was developed by D. Vincent Baker. Soundscapes were created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind the scenes photos and updates.
2: Thank you for listening.